Hello there. Welcome to the Oblivious Maximus podcast for another week. I am your host, Aaron Osborne. Thank you once again for checking out the podcast. Uh, This week is episode number 25. Um, My guest in this episode is Luke Henry. He plays bass in Violent Soho and is an awesome, awesome guy. Um, I had a really good time having a chat with Luke. Uh, He was kind enough to come and meet me and have a couple beers at Crowbar in Brisbane, um, which is where I've been for the last couple of days doing a couple other podcasts. So I've got some cool things coming up for that. Um, but yeah, we had a really good chat about Vaughn Soho and about his personal life and his life growing up in Brisbane. Um, but yeah, it was really, a really good chat. Um, I was really glad to get a chance to get that done while I was up there. Um, to that note as well, I got a couple other podcasts coming up with some people from Brisbane, which is awesome. And, uh, got to spend a lot of time in Crowbar, which is the best venue in Australia, in my opinion. So I'm stoked that Trad let me do some podcast things there. Um, but yeah, to that note as well, um, I just wanted to point out that there are still, uh, pre-sale tickets to the live podcast that I'm doing in uh, December on the 17th of December at the Reverence Hotel with Callum Preston, Matt Weston, Patrick Galvin and Kane Hibbard and Jamie Hay and Liam White are going to be playing some music as well. Um, but that should be really fun. The only reason I've got pre-sale tickets is to make sure that people get a seat. Um, they're $5. There's no booking fee, nothing. You just go to our big cartel page, um, and, put $5 down, your name goes on a list, and then on the night, you're guaranteed to get in. Um, only because the venue's not the biggest place in the world, um, the front bar at the Rev, but yeah, it should be awesome. So if you want to insure yourself a seat, purchase one in advance. Um, but yeah, that's on the 17th of December at the Reverence. I'm really looking forward to it. I think everyone's really excited about doing it, and uh, yeah, it should be a great conversation. Um, but yes, other than that, Listen to the Bad Times podcast hosted by Ben Searle. Um, should have a new one of that going up this week too, um, which I'm a guest on. Uh, and yeah, enjoy this one. Oblivious Maximus, episode 25 with Luke Henry from Violent Soho. Brutal! podcast are oh, you welcome man thank you for having me my pleasure um all right so i start all of them by asking people primarily how they got into music like what was the first thing that sort of inspired your interest in music oh that was probably i don't know it was ages ago was when i was a kid i guess um i remember, remember getting the pots and pans out and yeah making <laughs> just drum, banging them. making drum kits <laughs> yeah Trying to trying to play drums. Yeah. Was there any records or anything that inspired that? Um. Well, I, I had a limited record collection. Yep. Um. I remember Mum had a a Pink Floyd CD mm-hmm. that I liked. Yeah. And um. And I had the Beatles, like yep. the red and the red collection and the blue one. Sure. Um. And then she won. She won a um, radio like competition yeah right and won like 15 cds <laughs> you know some like b105 or something yeah you know? sure and um i remember that had an ammonia cd in yeah you remember that band yeah yeah 
Uh, I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Know. but yeah just a little competition yeah it was funny but yeah. then, I also had Bone Thugs in Harmony that was <laughs> so you got a broad first like, experience <laughs> gotta speak fast <coughs> but um yeah then, then I convinced them to buy me a drum kit and yeah sick started learning drums at school so how old were you when that sort of started happening for you I would have been in like grade 6 or something so yeah like, I don't know how old are you when you're in grade 6 uh 12 11 12 about that then yeah (laughs) (laughs) and so by like when you started playing drums started playing music did that sort of like push you to actively start seeking out like your own musical interests then as well oh yeah like other bands and stuff yeah 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 for sure yeah Um, and did that stuff like come in sort of play with being at school like was it like the the mates you were with and like the friendships you had was that sort of driving that interest as well or? yeah definitely like when I went into high like primary school not so much really mm-hmm. wasn't a lot of music music culture yeah yeah you know but like I was just listening to my parents CDs mm-hmm. and then when I got into high school I remember buying I must no I must have still been in primary school actually it must have been like yeah. year 7 or something I remember buying a um, like a Walkman like yeah. a CD one yeah <laughs> classic was, yeah it was awesome it cost me like <laughs> like 12 bucks or something <laughs> and skip tapes never yeah, worked it was like this black Sony thing yeah I was on holidays with a friend and I just put headphones on for the rest of the yeah, holidays yeah. <laughs> that was pretty cool and what sort of stuff were you getting into then um uh, yeah I was definitely like probably Offspring and yeah um uh Silverchair and Radiohead yeah um and did you grow up in Brisbane yeah, 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 my whole life in Brisbane. Yeah, right. And so, like, around that time, was that sort of, like, was there anything at school and stuff that was pushing that forward, like, locally for you, or was it all just? <laughs> there was this, there was this one band because we was it was a Christian school that okay. I grew up in. Yeah. So, like, the, the main thing of music that I had heard was, you know, the church band. You know. Yeah, right. It's like the biggest show I'd ever seen because <laughs> I mean, it's like it was Hillsong. You know. Yeah. Wow. Well, okay. Big production. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't Hillsong at that point. <coughs> same lay, sort of same same thing. genre yeah. of yeah. genre, <laughs> genre of, <church>. of religion <laughs> yeah um but yeah so that was all i'd really seen and then yeah. there was this uh christian rap core band <laughs> called nagasaki okay and they were they had like real heavy riffs and yeah and one of the teachers like rapped oh wow it was like, but he was like a student teacher sort of thing okay yeah. so he was cool yeah he was, he cool. was a cool he guy he was cool yeah. he was a cool guy but it was just so heavy and you know, compared to like you know shout to the lord in um yeah right chapel you know <laughs> that's a great song or, so did you grow up in like a fairly religious environment then yeah yeah definitely like every weekend was either at youth group or at church and yeah well wow. and did that like have any impact on like the music that you liked listening to then was it like yeah yeah, yeah i mean yeah definitely <laughs> i mean i tried to find like i tried to find like positive christian bands but i didn't think about it just being positive you know i was like yeah it was because it was like all about being christian you know mm-hmm. pretty full-on like yeah um it was like oh i've got to listen to christian music i don't want to fill my mind up with anything else yeah and right so it was always like trying to find a christian bands and like pod and all that sort of stuff yeah you know? there you I was go. just trying to find he- heavy music <laughs> heavy that, christian that wasn't music. gonna send me to hell yeah <laughs> and um at what point did that change for you 
Um, it took. I kept swaying back and forth. I remember I yeah. got into hip hop a bit because uh-huh. one of my best mates, Justin, was like massive into hip hop, mm-hmm. and I'd known him since I was, you know, a little kid. Yeah, and we lived near each other and shit. So I was just like, "Well, yeah, cool, hip hop school." And it was, it was like Tupac and Biggie and yeah, all that. And um, I completely lost my train of thought. That's good. Tupac, Biggie, <laughs> music. Taking you away from the Christian album. Oh yeah, that's perhaps. right. That's yes. right. That's yeah. right. I remember I I was like was listening to all the Snoop Dogg's um, CDs, <laughs> and um, like I bought them all, you know, doggy style and yep, everything. Yeah, great. And then um, I started tripping out about um, Christianity and like listening to this music, and that was oh, wow. really evil. And so like I remember my mate was over, and I was like, "Man, I'm chucking these CDs out. I'm gonna chuck them in the bin." Like, yeah, you know, I was tripping. <laughs> and um, that's a very funny like uh, way to like an impetus for that is hip hop. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's not something that I would pick for that, but yeah, it was funny. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I just felt guilty and threw them all in the bin. And he's like, man, I'll, I'll take them. I'm like, all right, but you got to get them out of the bin, man. <laughs> threw them in the bin. <laughs> They're already in the bin. You got to get them out. <laughs> um, so like how old were you when that was happening? Like what age would you I have been, been maybe like 15, something like that. Yeah. Right. 15, 16. Okay. And so did that, like obviously, like you said before, you're still you're listening to like Offspring and sort of that stuff, and then like it flowed into hip hop. Did it then come back around to like more alternative, yeah, sort of stuff after yeah, that? Yeah, did. I mean, like through like bands like Radiohead and stuff. You know, <coughs> yeah. I wanted to hear other music, and mm-hmm. Rage Against the Machine was a big one. Yeah, um, and yeah, just wanted to hear those kinds of music. I stuff, like Napster came in. Yeah. So I was like always searching like just random as fans. I'd like just see the <laughs> see the name and be like, all right, it's gonna be fifteen minute download for this song. It's better be awesome. <laughs> Some college band that just like sucks. I said to I can't remember, I was talking to somebody about this like a little while ago in one of the other podcast episodes talking about how it like I feel like people in my age group are sort of the last people that got to experience having to wait for music like having to save up money to buy cds or commit to waiting for like 45 minutes while two songs downloaded on a shitty thing on dial-up internet like nowadays five kilobytes per second yeah exactly now everyone's like if you want to hear a record you can put on your phone you've got it like pretty much everything spotify yeah yeah exactly but like there was there was like a thing like you had to be so committed to wanting to hear stealing. something, <laughs> yeah, stealing, yeah. <laughs> but like wanting to hear something that could be total shit. Yeah. Like you had to give you, you know, yeah. I had to like get away with my mum not being able to use the phone for yeah. half an hour. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know? definitely. Yeah. <coughs> oh, do you pick the phone up in the middle of the download and start all over yeah. again? Yeah, it's so funny. You have no idea how much you just ruined my night. <laughs> and no, people these days will never get to experience that at all. Um, okay, so so you were playing? Were you playing drums through all of this time? Then was that well, like yeah, the like primary what, thing you were doing? Yeah, because like I heard Luke, I met Luke in high school. Okay, and um, he came. I invited him around because I had like a drum kit. And, mm-hmm. A guitar there or whatever and he brought his guitar and amp around yeah um because i had this big room downstairs that i could use mm-hmm. and yeah he came over and we started like just he plays 
he had like some acoustic songs and stuff and I just played drums to that yeah right because I was just trying to get him to record his songs because I thought they were really good yeah cool so I was um, yeah like mum had a uh, like a old Kenwood big four stack um, stereo <laughs> Sound system thing yeah like you know it was like a real nice one but, uh, <coughs> yeah and it had um, tape cassette and a mic input okay so, I'd use so that's that. how you did demos that's how I started to record it yeah, yeah that's sick um so I had no idea that's how long you guys have been playing music together for. Yeah, we all went to high school together. Yeah, wow, that's yeah. crazy. That's a long time then. Yeah. How long now? Just must be like maybe 11, 12 years or something. Yeah, like crazy. That. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, and from there, like, how did that relationship develop then? Like, how did, like, your musical relationship develop in that sense? Yeah, well, Luke and I just used to kept, he'd come over and we'd just smoke cigarettes yep. that made us feel like shit and then um, <laughs> or cigars or very even better yeah and it makes us feel so sick but we'd um, we'd just try and write songs or yeah. he'd, he'd play a um, Nirvana song and I'd try and play drums to it my yeah, drums right. would be more like an interpretation rather than <laughs> <laughs> not an exact uh, yeah. cover of it's one not, of us I wouldn't call it a cover <laughs> <laughs> So where did that take change for you, moving from drums to a stringed instrument? Oh, well, in high school, um, like Mikey was mm -hmm. playing drums um, in the chapel. That's mm -hmm. uh, so a every, I think it was Fridays or something. We'd have to, like, one of our classes would be going to, like, a praise and worship ser like service. Yeah, wow. Um, so it'd be like going to church, but in the middle of the school week. Yeah. And some of the kids from the grade would play the instruments mm -hmm. and sing as part of the sermon or whatever like do the worship you know? yeah right okay and so Mikey played drums and he was he was a pretty good drummer he was playing drums in the church as well yeah and like I didn't care about like what instrument I played when Luke I said Luke you should Mikey like him and it, him, him and Mikey started having jams in the yeah. chapel yeah and I was like you guys should come over and record record it at my house I'll set yeah. up the mics and we'll try and record through it through the biggest area yeah because yeah, I had like a little PA Oh, that's right. So I ran all the mics in and then stereo out to the the cassette player. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Didn't sound too bad. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> but um, yeah, so they rec they started recording and then um, we we didn't have a bass, so we just I was like, I'll play bass. So I got we got an electric guitar and yeah, just tuned it down as low as we could to try and make it sound bass. <laughs> bass guitar, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, played with that, and then James, her, Luke was dating James's sister at that time. Okay, and um she played James some of the stuff that we recorded mm -hmm. and he was he came over and was like can I, can I play in the band yeah wow <laughs> he was like I'll play bass or whatever I was like no no I'm gonna play bass <laughs> I've already tuned this guitar this down guitar's man like sweet man, man. <laughs> sounds awesome yeah <laughs> so how old were you when that sort of all came together then we that was getting towards the end of that would have been like probably year 11 so was that 2000, 2001 or something? Yeah, right. Um, so, when, like, did, was that then, like, did that sort of, when you finished school, was that where your, like, passion lay? Or was that where, like, 
inspiration was for you or was that just a thing you do with your mates no i left school early yeah i bailed on school why was that i wasn't doing too well (laughs) okay school i remember the school said to me you should you should probably leave like you're wasting your parents money (laughs) very honest yeah Yeah. all right i said just said well yeah maybe i am should i like could you help me get a job yeah they helped me get a job. I got a job with a productions company. Okay. Doing like documentaries, like just assisting and. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I worked in the, did research for the company and. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. So did that, I will t- go off on a tangent here, but did that, was that sort of what spawned your interest in like film and taking yeah. photos and stuff? Like, yeah, is that definitely. where that stuff started? Well, yeah, my mum, well, I got that from my mum because mum took photos. And oh, cool. I used to just spend all my pocket money taking photos until the, until I started getting interested in the music. Yeah, right, that's crazy. Yeah. So do you have like a big build up then of like photography, like history of yourself then? Like, do you have examples of all that stuff you've sort of kept together? Or oh, I've got like films somewhere, like in filing cabinets. Yeah. Somewhere, you know? <laughs> That's sick like to have that, film. though, you know? Yes. Yeah. It's like a good piece of history for yourself. Yeah, true. It's awesome. Like yeah. Some, just even some of the stuff around the neighborhood, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I guess, like, where from school and things, where did music start going for you then with the Soho guys? Like, where did that start developing? Well, James James was really good. Like, he came <coughs> in and um, pretty, he's pretty motivated. So, yeah. he, was, he got us doing like got us shows a lot of the first shows we have were like you know like like christian festivals and stuff yeah right pretty funny yeah because some of the lyrics luke was singing (laughs) definitely didn't didn't apply to that stuff (laughs) so did did everyone in the band was that an issue for anyone in the band or was no we were all on the same page like if you listen if you read luke's songs like a novel it would explain our pretty much our upbringing and yeah our, our f- shared frustrations at okay. a lot of the things that were happening around so was it a lot of like because i i don't know because i never experienced that i went to public schools my whole life and my family are all relatively like staunch atheists so right. i never have i've not had too much experience with that but was it like was that something that was a little uh i don't know maybe in the area in the type of schooling that you did was that something that was like uh, restraining on your personality, I guess. Or? No, no, it's not really restraining. I mean, it is in a way of like, you know, behavioural things. Mm-hmm. Or, um, I mean, there are. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm still very confused about the whole situation. No, that's okay. that's all right. <laughs> I don't expect you to have all the answers. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like you know, I probably should go see a shrink about that shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll leave that for another time. Um, so like doing all those fest- those Christian festivals and things like that then like was that did you see that like how did the band fit into that was it oh we did a sore thumb yeah, <laughs> yeah. like okay and yeah. so did that give you guys a push to then try and do yeah like other we things? we met um, I think one of the biggest turning points for us was meeting a band called Eat Laser Scumbag okay a Brisbane band mm-hmm. uh, really awesome and yeah. they um, they were really good to us let us got us on like our first sort of proper show cool. um, it, like with good you know with cool bands and yeah had a cool cool venue and stuff right? yeah. and then um, that sort of led into you know other relationships forming you know within the Brisbane music scene it, yeah it's pretty 
pretty awesome. Like, there's a good bunch of people that always support each other and stuff. So it was relatively easy to break into once you'd sort of made those first connections or whatever. Yeah, if you weren't a dick, everyone was like, cool, <laughs> you can party. Yeah, <laughs> So what sort of shows did you end up playing then after that? Was it just, like, we played things? Or? Yeah, it was a lot of, like, scene-organized stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, there's a venue called 610. Okay. Which is really awesome space. It's just like a DIY venue, BYO, you know? Yeah, right. But um, I saw some <laughs> crazy shows. That <laughs> I remember this one band played. I can't... <coughs> I can never remember their name. Mm-hmm. But um, they did like a musical. And the whole musical was um, a, about them licking this painting that was like painted from acid or something. <laughs> and they went on this like big trip out. Right. And they did the whole musical for it. It's fucking awesome. So it was more of a performance than yeah, it was. Yeah, but it was real good. Like, yeah. just different. And then, like, bands like um, Mulliger and stuff. Have okay. you ever heard of them? Yeah, yeah. They've all got everyone naked. It's <laughs> like, the whole place <laughs> is just naked. <coughs> so, like, what? when would that have been? Like, ish, do you remember? Uh, that would have had to have been around maybe 2005. Okay. 2006, somewhere. So by like that, that point, you guys were relatively out of school yeah and we had we had an ep out yeah yeah cool. called pigs and tv yeah and so like where was at that point when you were sort of started doing things and sort of like actively playing more shows within you know like a scene was that when you guys sort of pushed maybe to take things a little bit more seriously with the band or? yeah definitely yeah i mean once once we kept hearing that next song from luke it was like man everyone has to hear this (laughs) yeah yeah sure everyone needs to hear your music it's amazing and yeah right so it was just luke really didn't i mean luke wanted to do it but luke was at uni and um it wasn't his like focus at the time okay around then so there's a lot of us um going pushing hey luke we've uh, booked this show (laughs) (laughs) you've got to play yeah yeah Yeah, cool um so like with uh, with all that stuff like so i guess if he was at uni like what what was happening for you then in your life around that time then uh, I was well, I was taking photos for a newspaper okay that, around that time um, and was that like was that something you sort of I guess by that point as you were saying before working for like a documentary company and stuff was that something that you'd like then sort of started drawing like passion into as well oh, yeah definitely that was like what getting to the position I got to mm-hmm. when the photography side of things was uh, a real achievement for me anyway like yeah I'd always wanted to shoot for some print you know yeah and to get to work for a newspaper in a local one you know some people might see it as important or whatever but no, it's, to it's me great. I thought it was really important you know it's yeah, a community yeah. newspaper and um, yeah it's like a, it's a voice for the community fucking nice and yeah. um so I was really proud to get to yeah um, get to the, that spot. <laughs> and how long did you do that for? Um, well, I worked for Quest newspapers for a couple of years, mm-hmm. um, doing advertising photography. Yeah. And then um, I got a job offer to work for the Satellite and the Reporter yep. newspaper as their head of photography. Oh, awesome! Um, so I went and did that, and um, I, I, don't, I think I only lasted there about a year. Mm-hmm. Um, because the remember the boss, the editor pulling me in, and um, oh, sorry, the manager, and he was, was like, oh, you gotta, he goes, we need a um, full time photographer, and I was like, what do you mean you need a full time photographer? Yeah, I yeah. work like twelve hour days and get paid eight, and I work on the weekends, yeah. and I don't get paid for it. <coughs> sorry, what? 
you don't, you need another one? Or like, what? <laughs> yeah. And then um, he's like, no, you know, you need to choose between the band and the um, and the uh, job. And I hadn't taken any more holidays than was a part of my contract or anything. I was like, yeah, right. I don't really know where this is coming from. But and then um, so he's like, oh, you know, you can go away and think about it. I just said, oh, I don't need to think about it. I'll get my things. See you later. Yeah, right. He's like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) He wasn't expecting that No, I was like, oh, whatever, man. Like, I work my ass off for you and you can't appreciate it. Yeah. I always put the job. Anyway, getting off on a tangent. That was an emotional time, (laughs) (laughs) goddammit. So was that sort of like, did that ever become like a weird place to be in though? Because I know a lot of people who end up working in an industry that they feel very like passionate about can sometimes be sort of restraining for like the craft, I suppose. Like, Cause I think, I mean, again, I don't know because I don't do it myself, but I would say that like, I know people who have been say like graphic designers or something, and then they work within an industry that's not sort of supportive of the things they like to do with that. Is that something that you felt as well? Or was that not really a part of that? Um, I, I don't know. I don't think I really experienced that too much because it's not like I was working for an agency or anything. Okay. I was working for a newspaper, so mm-hmm. a lot of creativity was put on me, you know, sure. to do that stuff. You know, like I'd have to show up at someone's house and yeah. try and portray the story that they're telling about right, that right. person. So within, it was sort of up to you to make the decisions there. Yeah, in that point, you know. Yeah. So I had a bit of freedom there, which I was really grateful for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. And so what did you do after that, after that job ended then? We um, signed a major deal, record deal in the in the states. Yeah, awesome. And, uh, with Ecstatic Peace through Universal Motown, mm-hmm. and um, we went and recorded an album in Wales, and then went and lived in America for like <coughs> ten, 10 months. Dude, so how did that come about? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. It's like I, I I don't know who made the conversation. I think it might have been. Um, Dean Turner from Magic Dirt. Uh-huh. Um, he was our manager at the time. Yeah. And um, I think he spoke to Thurston Moore. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really sure who had the conversation. But yeah. anyway, I somehow Thurston Moore heard our music. And yeah. I liked wanted, it. Wanted to sign us to his label. Yeah. So we went and played a bunch of showcases and stuff. And he came and watched us play at this little bar called Pianos in um, Brooklyn. No, yeah. in, sorry, in New York. Yeah and Manhattan and um, yeah and he came up to us after the show and he was like please let me sign your band I'm like fucking hell first and more just said please let me sign your band <coughs> that's crazy yeah, of course man <laughs> <laughs> um, so was that like was was that the first time you'd been overseas or have you had you travelled before then yeah first time like over to anywhere other than New Zealand yeah yeah, yeah. and was it like was that relatively like confronting for you as well having yeah, to fucking travel crazy. all that far and yeah, do that man. stuff yeah. I stabbed myself in the hand um, about five <laughs> five days before going how did you manage that? I was real drunk and um, <laughs> was making a bong perfect uh, I was cutting the hose <laughs> and um, my mate's like you shouldn't cut it that way I'm like yeah yeah whatever oh, <laughs> like, <go on. laughs> straight into the palm of my hand pulled the knife out and just like squirted across the room Jesus. like he covered him in blood and I was like well, sorry, man. I go, oh, check this out. Like, spread it open. <laughs> and he goes, oh, well, who got to go to the hospital? <laughs> I was like, well, I've got to make the bong first. 
<laughs> so was it uh, challenging to play bass then with a big hole in your hand? Or was yeah, it I, had like, I had like fucked my wrist up as well like yeah. on, on my other hand. Yeah. So I had like bandages on um, that hand and then bandages on my Jesus. left hand from stabbing myself. So I looked like I was like trying to be in the mummies or something. <laughs> <laughs> and Thurston Moore was still impressed by yeah, you. So uh, it worked they, out. They thought like, I remember speaking to some label dude and yeah. like, I explained the story and he was like, oh, I just thought that was your thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's this guy's style. He wears bandages yeah, a lot. It's cool, you know. <laughs> it goes hard. So what was it like recording and doing that stuff overseas then? Was it a crazy experience then for someone who'd come from recording into a Kenwood tape deck yeah, to then yeah, go? Yeah. It was, dude. We, we, <coughs> we recorded at Rockfield Studios in Monmouth. Mm-hmm. That's like, you know, Black Sabbath recorded yeah, there. Yeah, Motorhead crazy. recorded there. That's mental. And I played on like Lemmy's, the same amp that Lemmy um, recorded on. Dude. I remember the old dude come up to me and he's like, oh what did you, you get for bass rig i'm like oh i just had this amp egg and he's like he's like oh cool he's like we got this old um bass amp in the shed if you want to have a go i'm like oh what is it i'll come have a look and it's just like rolls out this you know marshall super basement yeah yeah a super bass or whatever it is and i was like fuck i go is that the one let me record it on you yeah yeah i think let me do record on that i'm like yeah definitely i'll just use that <laughs> i'll one. use that one i'll I'll use don't that care one. about this <laughs> Yeah, that's mental. And was it like, was that like an, in, you know, was that an inspiring thing for you guys? Like to push you forward yeah, man, with that shit? lived on a farm for like a month. Dude, like that's on, in the sick. studio. And yeah. Just had to play bass all day, every day. That's rad. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and we all had like our own little rooms. <coughs> yeah. So like every day when someone was tracking, I'd just be in the room, mm-hmm. you know, like looking out over cows in meadows. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great playing, way to record a record. Playing bass, I was like, far out, this is amazing. Yeah. I remember though, walking down the street and like get hailed, like, getting hailed abuse from the locals. Really? <laughs> yeah, For like, what? Like, oh, get a haircut and stuff like that. <laughs> Um, so and what was the result like what was the response and the result then from doing that record like was oh, it terrible terrible <laughs> 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 no it was alright like, we, we did pretty good we got like some radio play and stuff in America and yeah um, got on heaps of tours and yeah right yeah, I think we sold like 500 records or something <laughs> <laughs> you still got over there yeah. mate you got to see the cows you got like, to play I, through Lemmy's Basin def- definitely one of the best sellers on Universal Motown for sure <laughs> <laughs> oh well sorry guys <laughs> um, and so like where was, where did you know things take you from there you obviously came back to Australia you didn't stay overseas yeah we just got homesick you know like yeah we're we're used to playing super nintendo and sitting on a really comfortable couch (laughs) in the suburbs you know like yeah that's that's where i spent most of my childhood sure and i hope to continue on that path (laughs) works out really good yeah but um yeah so we after living in a van for 10 months you know we did like Two, I think we did nearly 250 shows or something Jesus. in 10 months or something. That's a long time. When, when was that? Like 2010 or something, was it? Yeah. About then? Yeah. What is it now? 2015? 15. Right now? Yeah. Yeah. About five years ago. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And so then like when returning home, what was the vibe with the band then when you got back? We were pretty burnt out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Getting around for 10 months, it's sort of... 
fizzled it for you? Yeah, it was just tough. Like it all fell fell apart in the end. Like yeah, manager, like we parted ways with a manager and mm-hmm. record label um, sort of fell apart as well. And yeah, it all just we yeah, it was just didn't didn't work out in the end. <laughs> yeah, and so we were a bit disheartened after that. So mm-hmm. we weren't even sure if we were gonna keep playing at that point we, yeah i mean we wanted to but it was just like give us give us a sec <laughs> <laughs> and and so in that time off what sort of gave you the like drive or the impetus to sort of start doing it again uh, well I, I remember luke writing some songs and mm-hmm. showing us and we were like oh. just got keen again yeah well like, fuck yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so how much time did you have off from it then it wasn't that long i mean it maybe like a Maybe a year, year yeah. or two. Um, yeah. Yeah. Got jobs and tried to rebuild our lives, you know. Yeah. <laughs> As you did. I'd sold everything. Sure. You know, I owned to go over there and mm-hmm. had to move back in with my parents. And yeah. Sort of. A little bit disheartening. Bit disheartening. Doing, you know, like doing like that. 20. Well, how old was I then? 25 or something. Yeah. Just like, oh, yeah, sweet. Killing it. <laughs> <laughs> back at mum's house. Hey, babe. Like my fiance. Hey, hey we're going to go and uh, live with my parents. <laughs> Oh, no. In the suburbs, yes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my um, sister actually lives there with three kids as well. <laughs> Let's all be there. It'll be fun. <laughs> sure, our parents will love Have it. seen the Brady Bunch before? <laughs> um, so, so I guess, yeah, like, after having a little break, was that, and the drive sort of came back a bit, was that, like, what, push you guys to sort of start writing music again? And yeah, yeah, we got, we felt like we still had something to say. Yeah. Um... And we got uh, Unified signed up with us, like to manage us. Mm-hmm. And that was really good. To, they really helped us sort out everything from our previous management agreement. And they were yeah. really good. So um, it helped us really, they really helped us set us set ourselves up to continue know, to doing get, things. Get, get to keep playing, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so was that, were those early sort of uh, like, songs and things were those what would become the most recent record yeah like some of them were yeah we like we did <coughs> in the aisle mm-hmm. and neighbor 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 mm-hmm. was the i think that was it was it yeah in the aisle and tinderbox sorry okay that was a seven inch we did yeah and that was sort of like the testing grounds you know for just, newer things or like to just see whether we still want to keep playing or whatever you know yeah just do a seven inch do some tours and See yeah, how we go. And yeah, radio like Triple J got behind us, and yeah, Portable cool. Z, and all the all the good ones. Yeah, <laughs> got really, really good. So was that like was that sort of the push you needed then to, you know, go in to record another record and yeah, and it was cool because you know we were sort of like I you got on board and mm-hmm. um, they were they're really good to let us be the band that we want to be. You know, yeah, yeah, it wasn't like going for board meetings in <coughs> Manhattan yeah, at, at the Universal Towers, you know? To, yeah. With like six people. And it's, it's more just like, hey, we want to put a seven-inch out. Here's the artwork. And he's like, yeah, it looks sick. <laughs> yeah, right. Cool. All right. It's a lot more freeing and liberating that's, than having... That's what Australia is all about. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't have bandages all over your hands Exactly, either. no bandages. Fuck <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so what was it like... Obviously, once you guys had recorded the record and stuff, like, was it... Obviously, there, there was, like, quite a positive response to the last record. Was that, like, surprising for you guys in terms yeah. of things? Like, 
Yeah, it was definitely. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, we're just a rock band from Brisbane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was pretty crazy. I remember playing um, Big Day Out. Mm-hmm. It was like a twelve o'clock. Yeah. Uh, you know, just expected you know twenty people to be there or whatever, mm. and like there's a big crowd and they kept coming in. And yeah. They all knew the words to the song. <laughs> it's and fucking we were awesome. Like, it was when Covered in Chrome had come out. And, yeah. You know, and just like. Holy shit! <laughs> I was. Do you guys have fun? Because I'm pretty sure I was fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. And so was that like, was um, you know, did that sort of then rejuvenate everyone's sort like, of any doubts that you'd had yeah, before yeah. that? You ever seen anyone have an adrenaline shot? I'm like, <laughs> hello. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, it was awesome. <coughs> just it was didn't, the didn't the, stop after that. Yeah, that's sick. And like seeing out sort of the cycle of that record was that like did it fulfill everything that you guys wanted it to out of that yeah yeah if yeah. i died now i'd be like yeah i did it did everything i did ever wanted to do yeah. <laughs> and how did that sort of like how did the change going then from uh being overseas and doing something like you know the the last thing the thing before it and then coming back having a little bit of a lull then sort of a resurgence again how did that sort of impact on like your life outside of the band like family life yeah yeah I mean it's pretty crazy yeah it's been pretty wild for all the guys in the band Mm -hmm. um like my my wife and I had a baby boy Mm -hmm. and um that was that was pretty crazy yeah you know throw a child in the mix I remember being um when did did that happen sort of in the similar time frame as the record and things or yeah um well no it was it was a bit before that. Mm-hmm. So, Hungry Ghost, Oscar was was under a year old. Yeah, right. That's, I've got a, that's photo a crazy of, time I've, for that old photo, I've got a photo of him in the studio sitting in front of... <laughs> I had like three um, amp stacks with yeah. three different amps. Like all... had like mids going to one and stuff. You know, wow, all, yeah. And um, and I've had him like sitting in front and I just put him, plonked him down and he's just screaming, you know, and he's like pissed <laughs> off and put him down but it looks so funny because it's like... Seventy towel, amps around and face amps and he's like, That's great. <laughs> so yeah, that was pretty wild. And the last I had, I had my baby girl. Um, mm-hmm. She, we were on tour, um, and I had a, a week window where for to get back, make jazz, go into labour, have the baby, <laughs> see the baby, and go get back them home, and then I had to go to Port Macquarie and. <laughs> And then so and it worked. I was like, everyone's like, I had to get another bass player to sort of learn. I got Donnie from No Anchor okay. to learn a bunch of the songs, and um, and uh, and Grant from Series, yeah, um, learned a bunch of the songs as well. Yeah, and so just in case I needed someone to fill in, yeah. But I was like, no, it's gonna be sweet. I'm gonna get back. Jazz is gonna go on a labor, have the baby, and then we'll go again. And everyone's just like, oh my god, it's crazy. And, uh, <laughs> got home. Jazz went into labor. Got her home. One one day at home, baby sweet, mum sweet. Jumped on the plane, Port Macquarie, Jesus. got back, and then Maisie, my daughter, came to sound check with three day old. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so your timing, you timed it perfect. Yeah, it couldn't have gone any better. I was like, and that was like the end of the touring cycle too. So it was yeah. just like smashed out of the pile. Dude, that's <laughs> fucking rad. And so from from then, uh, like obviously, I noticed you've been doing just by following you on the internet and things. You've been doing a lot of like photography and stuff of the last sort of six months, last year. Yeah. Um, 
how did those sort of things come about for you? Was that something you sought out for yourself or were those things people approached you with? Or? Uh, yeah, I, well, it was kind of like the success of the last album mm-hmm. gave me just enough money that I would be able to, like I worked for another six months at yeah. my job. Um, so that whole that whole time I was working full time yeah. through all those tours and everything. Yeah, wow. Crazy. And then, um, yeah, got got back in the. I had just enough money to sort of sustain myself for about six months to quit my job and try and get photography working again. Yeah, right. So I bought a camera and then and then got out there and started doing it. Well, it was it was all thanks to. Um, well, not all of it, obviously. <laughs> like a, a big, <laughs> you've got some talent a, yourself. A mate. big motivation for me was um, I had Bianca Valentino ask me to take photos of her. Mm-hmm. She's a um, author and uh, she writes, been writing zines forever. Yeah, right. Interviewed every single raddest person alive. Sure. And um, she asked me to take photos for of her for her book, mm-hmm. and um, that was like a real big compliment for me. And she afterwards was really happy with the photos and just gave me heaps of positive feedback and told yeah, me wow. told me to do some stuff and yeah and sick. then she we ended up doing a um we're still doing working on it uh, doing a project together called she riff mm-hmm. where i went when i was on tour um on that last tour cycle i went around and photographed 12 uh women in australian rock music yeah you took photos of yells yeah yeah i did yeah, yeah, yeah she's cool. an absolute legend yes i started that band with her yeah that's right <laughs> you did too yeah no yeah she's awesome and yeah we, we i that was kind of like one of the first i think that was one of the first things that i saw of like your photography work right was the photos of yells right um but yeah like it's it's definitely really cool that you've managed to sort of figure that within having a family and doing the band and there's a lot of <laughs> creative things happening there as well yeah yeah it's, it's, I'm very happy with yeah everyone's been really supportive to me yeah it's sick which has been really cool and is that sort of something you're trying to you know just continue rolling along with now as well then yeah definitely yeah mm-hmm. like photography is one of my main passions you know I mean, sure I've got a sick obsession with it yeah <laughs> um, so but <coughs> it works hand in hand with touring in a band you know mm-hmm. always going to different places and yeah you know but uh, trying to remember that in a way that I yeah yeah for sure you know, it's, it's really fun yeah sick and so what lies ahead then for yourself and for the band where's things go from here for you then I've got some exhibitions coming up like mm-hmm. I've got um I've got um yeah an exhibition of postcards so I've done it all on the, cool. the 4122 yeah different different spots around there so yeah that's been fun and mm-hmm. then um that's called greetings from cool and then i've got a, another exhibition at beach burrito sick um, which is cool in the valley yeah so that's a good one and yeah. um that's with a bunch of awesome photographers as well mm-hmm. matt Ro- warrell blah, blah, blah. matt warrell <laughs> i can't say his last name mate. it right. gets me every time <laughs> but he's an awesome shooter so that's, yeah that's gonna be cool and then the october's the we got stuff coming out then, so yeah, sick. Game on again, dude. Awesome. And then is it 
then going to flow you into more touring and those sorts of things yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. definitely. We awesome. just got announced on Laneway. Oh, sick. Yeah, awesome. So that's going to be right. rad. Get yeah. to go to Singapore and New Zealand. So okay, that's awesome. Stoked on that. Singapore, I'm not I'm a little scared, but it'll be all right. <laughs> You'll be fine. It's yeah. a pretty safe place. <laughs> it's hot though. Yeah. Well, I think that's pretty good. Cool. Thank you for fucking talking to me, dude. You're welcome. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks for having dude. me.